Matthew chapter 2. When you find, if you would stand with me in uh, Matthew 2, verse 1. Uh, now, the Bible says in verse 1, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, uh, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Uh, we call them the three kings. I don't know why, uh, but they're, they're the wise men, and they came later on when the Lord was a little older, maybe around two years old, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Amen. They came to worship the Savior. They came to worship the Messiah. They came to worship uh, the one that would be prophesied that would come at this exact time. And Daniel gave the exact time when the Messiah would be born. Jeremiah, the prophet, gave the exact place uh, when he, uh, where he would be born, along in Micah uh, chapter 5, gave the exact place. Uh, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, this is Micah 5, 2, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, when they saw in the east, uh, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced in exceeding great joy, with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. Lord, thank you for your word, and thank you for all of the prophecy fulfilled, Lord, with not one left undone. Lord, you came in such a way at the right time, at the right place, Lord. So much uh, prophecy, Lord, from Genesis to Malachi, uh, Lord, of the coming time, place that God himself would come. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. What wonder. We live off uh, all the, we can see all the prophecy and pinpoint it throughout the whole Old Testament. And when you look in the Old Testament and New Testament, it's really just one book. There's not multiple books of the Bible. We call it, uh, the, you know, the book of the prophets, the book of Moses, which is the book of the law or the Torah, and, and so on, the book of Judges, and the, the book of the kings. And, uh, but the Word of God is one word, and thank God for His Word. And there is more of Christ in the Old Testament than in the New. Uh, the Lord gave to the exact time. The Lord gave the exact place when he was going to come. And it was a mystery to some because they weren't searching for him. But for others, you had these men like these wise men, they came from far searching. 
They knew the scriptures, and they said, this is time. Daniel spoke of the exact year when the Messiah would come. Uh, I believe it was 480 years from that time. And the exact, it corresponded uh, right to this point. This was the year, and here you had men seeking. Where's the Messiah? Where's the Messiah? And they knew where to go because the Bible gave the exact place in Bethlehem of Judea. In the lineage of David, the Son of God shall be born. Could it be that Jesus was not the Christ? It's impossible. For so many scriptures fulfilled, so much prophecy given, and all were fulfilled at that one time, at that one place, when the Messiah would come. And he came as a savior. Here in this time, you had Herod, King Herod. Who was King Herod? Herod was appointed uh, by Rome. Rome had conquered uh, the world at this time. And Caesar uh, was assassinated. Then you had uh, Octavius, who became Caesar Augustus, the next Caesar. And he's the one who called for all the world to be taxed. And throughout the, all these battles with Alexander the Great in history, uh, Israel was at the forefront, uh, a highway of all the armies going back and forth, and they were really going through it. And the old Israel was not the same Israel of this day. They had adopted new people uh, like the publicans who were tax collectors for Rome. They had adopted uh, just different spiritual leaders. And the way that they knew to practice uh, the scriptures was done with. And they were kind of losing hope and kind of losing focus. Uh, then you had a king who was not uh, their true king who was ruling over them. The king of this world had a grip on the nation of Israel, and King Herod, uh, when he heard of such a possibility that a king would be born of the Jews, now he didn't like that at all. Verse 1, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men, verse 2, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Verse 3, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, the scriptures troubled King Herod. Like the scriptures trouble anyone who hears the scriptures. There's power in the scriptures. We often overlook the power of this book right here. You hear the words of scripture. We would rather hear anything else. But this is what separates everything. This gets down... Uh, to the deepest parts of our soul. And if anyone would read this book, you would feel life being born within your veins. You would start seeing a way you've never seen before. It's called truth. And the eyes of your understanding starts being enlightened of who you are and who God is and all the love that God has for you. Amen. We are lost without the scriptures. When Herod heard the scriptures of a king being born and the possibility that how, how should I fear this child? This is not any child. 
This is the King of kings and Lord of lords. They knew of all the glory of Israel of ancient past from King David and King Solomon and all the great kings that ruled over Israel. But this would be the King of kings born. Would he build an empire? Would he build a kingdom stronger than King Solomon's? He came to save, a savior. King Herod brought, uh, was brought in fear and he was troubled. So what did he do? The Bible says that he sent out a decree to kill every young child two years and younger of at that time. What terrible uh, tragedy uh, that we hear. And that was prophesied by Jeremiah that just crying would be heard throughout all the land of this terrible, terrible incident. But, you know, the Lord comes at his time, at the right time. The Lord comes according to his will. And as people, uh, we need a Savior. We need a Savior. And there's only one Savior. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he could have came before and he could have came after. But it was his will and his plan to come right at this exact time, as prophesied in the scriptures. And throughout your life, you're going to go through troublous times. You'll go through trials. You'll go through sorrow and heartache. But you know, Christ always comes at the right time. It's called his will. Would we all be given over to God's will and God's plan in our life? Here you have the king of kings being born. Where was Christ born? In Bethlehem. Was he born in a palace? No. He was born in a stable because there was no room for him. And so it is as his plan. He was born uh, in a stable. He was sold out by uh, Judas who betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver, which in the Bible is the price of an ox. Sold for the price of a sacrifice, born in a stable like a sacrifice. Why? Because the Bible says that he came first to, to be given for the sins of all. And he will come back. He will return, the Bible says, as king of kings and lord of lords. Herod the king, when he heard these things, he was troubled. He was troubled because it wasn't God's will uh, for him. He wasn't corresponding. He wasn't lining up with God's will in his own life. He was wicked man, King Herod. And so is our hearts. Our hearts are desperately wicked, the Bible says. And we don't need to point out the wickedness in all of us. Uh, we are who we are. But does God's word trouble you? It does. When you hear the word of God that is against your way, it's going to trouble you. But it's not that God is trying to hurt you. It, the Bible says God's ways are good. God's ways uh, are not our ways. God's ways are right. God's ways are righteous. God's ways are good ways for us. Our ways are not his ways. He doesn't come at our time. He comes at his time. But when he looks down at you, he looks down at us, he has the best plan. He has the best intentions 
for your life. And he wants what's best for you. And that's why it's important to line up your life with the scriptures and walk with the king and live for the king because he has the best plan for you. The wise men here, they came from afar because they knew the word of God and they were seeking the king of kings and lord of lords as the word of God said. Herod here was troubled because he had, was trying to build his own kingdom and protect his own name. Uh, he, if you read in history how much trouble he had with, I believe it was uh, Antonio and, and uh, Cleopatra, they were against him, wanted being against him, and, uh, but he was appointed king at this area, and he was trying to protect this area and uh, uh, bring a, a fortress here and so forth. He didn't want any king coming in his life. He didn't want anyone more powerful. He didn't want anyone ruining what he had going on in his own life. Is there room for Christ in your life? Or would Christ change your life? Would he ruin your life? Would he take away your plans? Would he take away even your religion? The Pharisees' biggest problems with receiving their own Messiah was that it went against their own traditions. Traditions never lined up, line up with God's word. Traditions always change. God's word never changes. God's word's pure. God's word's perfect. Does Christ line up with your life? If you put Christ in your life right now, would anything change? The things that would change are the very things that are hurting you, affecting you, bringing you down, keeping you from moving forward. You see, I know what the Lord would want from me. I know what the Lord would want out of my life. Those are what you need to work on. What's keeping Christ out of your life are the very things that are keeping you down and hurting you. Why? Because Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. You've got to get Christ in. Make sure there's only room for him, and he will make sure there's only room for everything that is good in your life. Thank God for the power of the scriptures. Thank God for the power of the, uh, of the king of kings. The Bible says that they came and worshiped him. There's only one that is worthy in the word of God to receive worship, and that's God. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ is no, uh, no one else but God Almighty himself coming in the flesh, the Bible says. As our memory verse is 9-6, his name shall be called Almighty God. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. From all the prophets up till this time, all scripture was fulfilled. Is there room for Christ in your life? Christ was rejected. The Bible says he came unto his own, but his own received him not. The Bible says uh, in the Old Testament that, that God shall be praised of those, God shall be worshipped of those who have not sought him, who were not called by his name. From a people that are scattered abroad in all the lands, God will be worshipped by. 
Why? Because God is for the entire world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We serve a great God. We serve a mighty God. Make sure that Christ is at the forefront of your life. Make sure that when Christ comes to you, is there room? Is there things that are contrary to him? Is he in the way? Is he inconvenient to you? I got to go to church. Right? You wake up, oh, no, I got to. You ought to live for church. You ought to live for Christ. You ought to live for the things of him. When your heart is for him and given to him, he's not going to be in the way. He's going to, you will be in the way then. Lord, just take me. I'm, I'm finished with my life. Take me. I'm here. There's room in my heart, Lord, for you. When Christ came, there was no room. Some sought the Lord, and they found him. Others rejected him. Is there room for Christ in your life, though, today? Start off New Year's with a great life by putting him first. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for uh, these wise men that came from far and brought these gifts to you, Lord. Thank you for, uh, Lord, just coming as king of kings, Lord, but first to die for my sin and for the sins of all. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here that has never received Christ as their Savior, I pray that today they'll do that and get saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. As the piano plays, I just want to ask you a question. Maybe you're here today and you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Let's all bow our heads, close your eyes. Nobody looking around. Maybe you're here. You've never received Christ into your heart. The Bible says that he knocks at the door of your heart. You've never received him as your Savior. You've never got saved. Say, Pastor, I want to get saved. I've never been saved. Would you raise your hand? I'm not going to point you out. I'm just going to pray for you. Pastor, I need to get saved. I've never received Christ as my Savior. Would you raise your hand? I see those hands. God bless you. Anybody else? Pastor, I need to get saved. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? If that was you, you can get saved today. Come down. The altar's open. I'll take somebody to share with you from the scriptures how you can know for sure that when you die, you can go to heaven. For everybody else, is there room for Christ in your life? We're starting out a new year. Are you too busy for the Lord? Or would you lay down and bring him gifts and seek him with all your heart? The Bible says if you seek him, you'll find him. Altars open. Come down and pray. Lord, help me. Those of you who have uh, dedicated the year to read through the Bible. Come down. Lord, give me grace to do that. I want to read the scriptures this year. Help me to be a better Christian. Maybe you see the shortcomings 
Lord, help me to be a better father. Help me to be a better mother. Help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better wife. Help me to be a better son. Help me to be a better friend. Would you allow the Lord to come in and change you? Take away the things that are keeping him out. Lord, I want you and you alone. people praying Lord take me take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to thee take my moments and my days let them flow in ceaseless praise God comes at the right time say well you don't know what I've been through. Where was he during those hard times? He comes at the right time. At the right time. Not in your time, at the right time. According to his time. Amen. If you would be seated, we're going to have the kids come and get them their Christmas presents.